Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Transmitting live from Planet Margate. This is Episode 18 of the Buddies Buddies podcast featuring my good friend, producer, beatmaker from San Francisco, Controller 7. got a question before we begin so honestly how does this sound as a listening experience so far the reason i ask is because a i'm using a a weird little microphone i'll explain all and uh, b i'm not recording this outside there are there are good reasons for both of these things which i bring up i mean i say good reasons they're okay they're fair you know five at best I think the the reason for the microphone is that uh, I always use a Shure SM58 which goes into what we call a FET head adapter which is what they call a preamp which is what they call something that boosts signals without making it too noisy or I use the onboard microphone on my zoom recorder but this time I thought I'd dig out this weird little vintage microphone I've got so let me try and explain it. It's like um, it's like a, a small sort of stack of playing cards size and a bit thicker maybe. And it's a sort of beige colour. It's got like a really nice little gold uh, microphone-y bit. I got it ages ago because I thought... Like there was one point when I was really, sort of really interested in microphones and stuff and I ordered a bunch and then loads of them had these weird old archaic connectors i've never seen before which didn't work at all um and i'm no soldering wizard or anything like that so i've never got them fixed or adapted or anything like that they're probably really good but yeah they're just they're chilling in my lockup at the moment so um anyway this one worked and i i just i it makes me feel like a radio presenter because it's i've got it sitting here basically on this i've got it on a little box here and it's just sitting there and it looks like a sort of really lo-fi version of the King's Speech mic so I thought I'd give it a little whirl a little run around let it out of the drawer which has been kept in for a while just for fun I mean fun is a strong word uh, difference let's say and uh, yeah as I'm not going out to record this intro I thought 
I'd spice things up a little bit for myself. So that's that. And the other reason I'm not outside is um, basically this morning, me and Mrs. Peace went to combine a recording of the intro with some extremely gentle exercise, like really mild exercise, verging on walking. I mean, it's like ambling. Really, really, really gentle exercise. I can't stress that enough. Uh, it's been a it's been a heavy going week, so um, yeah, we, we sort of wanted to take it easy on ourselves. Anyway, I found a little spot where I could record the intro. All of a sudden, I was essentially flanked by dog walkers. I love dogs. I love dog walkers fairly indiscriminately. And it, but the, the thing is with these intros, as you've probably come to know by now. I enjoy a, a, I mean, at the best of times, I enjoy an area of social distance to record them. In this case, it was very difficult. I didn't have any social distance at all, and uh, yeah, it it just completely malfunctioned. And it would have been really nice because the tide was in, and it was really sort of ambient noise, like a plenty, uh, and it sounded pretty cool, but. It, it was. I just find it impossible to get into the zone, like any kind of a zone, when there's loads of people walking around me, and like I get. I thought I'd sort of overcome this, but I get really self-conscious about it. So for that reason, I decided to knock it on the head. I thought I'd go out later on, but I, I don't know when that's going to be. And I just, I just want to get this done really because it's. Yeah, you know, otherwise it's going to turn into Saturday, and I'm trying to keep a modicum of. Uh, regularity consistency so um yeah i thought i'd just sort of try and bang this out in the the margate viewing shelf um which is the body piece labs this is where the uh, the edits and the productions and all that malarkey goes on uh it's yeah there's not a lot going on in here to be honest it's um i mean i i wish i was outside by the sea but i, I really just it, it was going to drag on for quite a long time, I think. Like, it, it, I, I can't remember when the sea was supposed to, the tide was supposed to go out, and it's. You know, I'm just sort of in a bit of a worky mode at the moment, so I figured I'll uh, do this, edit it, try and get the podcast out today at least. I don't know what time today you'll you'll hear this, or whatever, but yeah, try and keep it as 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 regular as possible, and sort of keep it as kind of every other Friday as I can. So that's the recounting of my morning let me get onto this podcast for today um so let me kind of walk you through what this episode will be so i have a friend in san francisco in san bruno to be specific uh his name is tommy he is a producer slash beat maker which is essentially the same thing it does mean different things but for for ease of description i mean i'll just yeah you can kind of use those interchangeably um so he's been making music for a lot of years and uh well a he doesn't um and uh well i mean for a start he doesn't live in margate that's that's one thing i should make clear and i think you'll uh you'll probably hear straight off the bat no reason for this. I'm not. I'm not changing my direction with buddies. Buddies. It's just. Um, I just sort of felt like doing something different on this one, you know, because um, I've, I've been sort of messing around with the Zoom stuff and the um, uh, different online podcast type recording apps and communication setups and stuff like that. I mean, I, I've, weirdly, I've never really done that before. Um, 
and this was a really cool chance to to set up a chat because I've, I've never spoken to Tommy before. Like he's, we've known each other for 20 years, and somehow it's always eluded us, and we've never like taken the time to set up an online chat at all. It, it's bizarre. Yeah, I, I don't know how it happened. We just, yeah, it's been 20 years of emailing, and it's like somehow that's been enough. But I mean, you know, we, we sustained a friendship through that time, so that's been cool. And um, like, I've, I've always tried to buy stuff from him and, um, you know, su- support whenever I can, because he, he does a lot of really cool homemade stuff, and it, it, his music is just beautiful it's like some of my favorite stuff like i'm a total fan uh, we're friends but i am a legit fan of of tommy's music so yeah that that's the that's the kind of format for today um i'm going to be talking to tommy we're going to go in on some i mean it's, it's going to go in on this album that he did recently called couch which he'll tell you all about uh it's with a rapper called mestizo who is a la rapper who um i haven't really heard a lot before from to be honest um and so it was really cool to have listened to this project because it's it's slightly different to what tommy normally does he doesn't really do sort of uh rap music with a rapper for the whole project like tommy's approach usually is kind of very much f- for ease of con- comparison um dj shadow that kind of thing like old older dj shadow so standalone instrumental atmospheric bit psychedelic infused hip-hop and um you know very drum heavy which is what attracted me in the first place like i'm a sucker for drums and uh he has a lot of them and he's a big record collector and um he's he's just got like a really really good sense of just like the the interesting samples he uses and weird source material like it really rings a bell with me and um like there there are a lot of mixes that he does that you'll be able to have a listen to online like i'll I'll put links to his band camp and stuff but yeah yeah he's like he's just got such a cool sense of music and um ways of linking samples and tracks together whether it's a mix or a a, an album and um yeah it's it's just always it's just like always surprised me and i've always been into it and um yeah, every time I hear something new he does, it's like, ah, oh, damn, oof, that's that hits the spot. You know, when you find someone musically, you just really, you just find really kind of consistent and satisfying. That's that's what Controller Seven does for me, basically. So I hope it's of interest to you. Um, I mean, it, we we get into the weeds a bit on some music stuff. I'll try and explain or sort of post links to some of the references we mention. Um, I had a skim over it earlier on to sort of piece it together because it is on um, Zoom. Like, we recorded it on that Zoom app. So there were some bits I had to sort of piece together. So I've made the edit so we're not interrupting each other. Uh, I need to comb over it again just to make sure there are sort of... You know, I I like to tighten it up a bit in case there's any silences or like... um, uh, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Uh, there aren't really any of those, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit of a, a bit of a weirdo with that stuff, so I do like to go in on it. Yeah, uh, I guess a bit of a background on Tommy. I mean, I'm, I'm trying not to. I'm trying to keep this a bit tighter. I'm sorry if this is. Um, I'm sorry if this goes on a bit. Uh, I'm trying not to ramble either. I mean, this is. I hope this is all pertinent information. <laughs> anyway, I just want to give you a bit of a background because. He's not necessarily somebody who you will know. If you've had a link to this through Tommy himself, then 
obviously you'll know his stuff but if you're listening to this if you're in Margate for instance you know there's, there's no reason why you would have necessarily come into contact with Tommy's music so hopefully I, you know I can frame it in a way that will um, pique your interest a bit and uh, hopefully introduce you to some extremely high quality instrumental and non-instrumental uh, beat based music so Tommy used to do some like production and, and work with um, uh, artists who had an involvement with a label called Anticon um, Anticon when I used to work in record shops I would file it under left field hip hop uh, I I can't stand the term left field hip hop uh, I never really liked it but for some reason it sort of needed separating from I guess this is the difficulty though you see because you call it left field hip hop and then so what? what is the rest of it like what is is it regular hip hop like is it is it mainstream hip hop so yeah see yeah immediately I'm caught up in semantics Uh, so yeah it sucks and um, whenever I used to try and sort of sell it to people I I got equally tongue tied because um, I was it it sort of it does have a difference I mean it is different to you know a a Buster Rhymes record is different from you know there's a guy called Soul who's on uh, he used to be on Anticon uh, he was like one of the founders and you, you know you you somebody who is a lifelong fan of Tribal Quest or Buster Rhymes or like Native Tongues and stuff like that they might appreciate the through line in, in, in sort of like vintage kind of you know Native Tongue era hip hop through to the modern stuff they might appreciate the through line of that into Anticon because Anticon are very influenced and you know they've got a, a deep appreciation of the old kind of like 93 you know golden era stuff but thematically and sonically there are a lot of differences and the sound textures you know there's like all these words that come into it it's like texture uh, vocabulary and all this kind of stuff it is different and it it's sort of it's worth noting that some of the differences sometimes and then it it does sometimes start becoming something apart from hip hop and this is as I'm saying this is what I always had a bit of trouble with but I always appreciated the connection between the weirdness and then also the weirdness of old hip hop so like you know there's a a rapper called um, uh, Ramel Z and yeah he was crazy like he, he used to wear the most outrageous outfits and makeup and all this kind of thing and you know that that's about as weird as it gets but like if you put it in context with like Africa Bambata and all the people from around his era it's not that crazy anymore and and the Anticon stuff it's weird but it has its roots and feet set firmly in you know like hip hop traditions and sort of you know like drums bass lyrics it's just the approach and the delivery was a bit different to what I think what most people might have been used to. So, does that help? I don't know. <laughs> I can put you onto some uh, examples of of people involved in the scene who uh, are amazing. Like they did some amazing, amazing music, and it it came up like it it was responsible for so much awesome. You know, there's a lot of innovation and there's a lot of just weird, cool stuff, and it was just like. I mean, there's a lot of like art school kids in, involved in the label and you know like people who studied art and poetry and all that kind of thing and then went on to 
made music and it was it's such an expression and um i think that that's what i got from it the expression and the just the novelty of it and it was just really you know it's done with skill and care but when you look back at it, it it does have an air of pretension to it so it's it's a it's a real weird anomaly in hip-hop music and um it's it's just fun to look back on it as a a real like artifacts of the times like this this label and the movement that followed and you know from from the anticon era then you get to you know there's there's other labels that often got lumped in with them like uh, Def Jux which was um I think it was like owned and run by LP and LP is now half of Run the Jewels and then so it's funny if you you know you go back to like LP and Soul of Anticon used to have a bit of rivalry and they had like these disc records aimed at each other and then you look at where they both are now it's like they've gone on such different paths like LP is one of the most well-known rappers ever alongside Killer Mike you know and then Soul is like a sort of anarchist growing plants in his garden and his plant nursery out out on a ranch <laughs> like in America it's it's so funny and, and they all kind of came from this melting pot of weirdness and innovation and stuff like that so yeah it, it's it's a wild time um i can go on about it for ages i mean i i have already so yeah uh anyway tommy wasn't a rapper he did produce for mcs around that time he produced for sage francis he produced for this uh, uh super group called deep puddle dynamics which were um it was all sort of formed of anticon people as well as uh, slug from rhyme sayers and atmosphere again you know another example of like this is somebody who kicked it with that lot and now you know atmosphere are one of the biggest hip-hop acts in america like they're just they're in their fan base is huge and i still love them i mean it's, you know slug is still great and 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 uh, his producer and as well like he he did a bit of stuff on that deep puddle dynamics album too it's it's awesome like really really cool so yeah to, uh, tommy had an album called left-handed straw which was what it was, that was like my first full-length uh, controller seven album uh, that i'd heard and uh, I, I mean you might consider it a beat tape what you call a beat tape these days you might just call it a straight up instrumental hip-hop production but um it comes from a really interesting place and it's uh it's, it's got loads of weird samples and crazy material that he's used on there and yeah it's fascinating and um from there he's gone on to make more mixes more productions uh he's doing loads of cool stuff on his instagram um having fun with his kids and his family <laughs> not getting them involved on occasion and i think this chat is uh I mean, it's equal parts to sort of life stuff and music. And that's what I was hoping. Because I, I don't think either of us are sort of like, you know, when we start talking about music, we, I think we, we tend to involve everyday experience and general life stuff in our music quite a lot. And I feel like that's what Tommy does too. Like he's sort of, you know, we're not like, we're obsessive and we're nerdy about it, but, um, I, th- I think we just wanted to talk about just sort of, you know, what was happening now, you know, everyday stuff as well. So I think we got that out of our system. Um, probably in the second half, it gets a bit more musicy. I'm gonna, I think I know where I'm gonna cut it off, and then that'll be a bit more in the weeds uh, on the whole music stuff. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm out of breath. I like honestly, I, I always think I stand by the sea, 
normally when I do these intros and I always think that that's going to be like that's going to sort of set me off chatting and stuff I feel like sitting indoors and even, I've, I mean I haven't been indoors every day since the lockdown started but I've been indoors a good amount of time I've been really busy on stuff but I, I haven't really had a lot of chances to talk about music and hip hop and beat making and stuff like that so this is a chance I'm using this as an outlet and I hope I haven't uh, outstayed my welcome uh, I like to think of this as perhaps the, the sort of blind boy introduction where <laughs> I'm just it's not hot takes or anything but it's like you know, going off on one a bit about a certain subject and uh, you know if you know about it if you know about weird hip hop from back back in the late 90s early 2000s or if you don't know anything at all about it I hope I've I've made myself a little bit clear and yeah hope you like the chat so I'll probably put some of the references in the write-up because we do talk about a few people and a few times and artists and things like that that they're fairly esoteric like there's some stuff that you know we, we probably talk about assuming that everyone else does or maybe we even forgot that we were doing a podcast so yeah apologies for that if it gets a bit a bit in the, in the weeds with that stuff but um on the whole i do sincerely hope you find something in it and you enjoy it and uh i'll be really interested to know what you think about it and if you're not familiar with tommy's stuff already please familiarize yourself post haste because he is a bad man on the production how's that for an intro jesus um yeah i think that does it (laughs) maybe i'll chime in at the end uh i don't know if i need to but i will because it's polite and um obviously i hope you're doing good please keep in contact like that that offer for people to use this as a diary that still stands i mean if you ever want to get in contact just send me a message um uh what was it yeah buddies buddies at protonmail.com so it's b-u-d-d-y-s-b-u-d-d-i-e-s at uh protonmail b-r-o-t-o-n mail.com uh, i know it's an irregular email address it's kind of just for this podcast so yeah send a voice memo whatever you want to do always yeah just just do it i'll i'll find a way of including it whatever whatever happens one more thing if you head over to my Bandcamp page uh, i made a mega mix of uh, controller 7 music back in 2003 so if you have a look on Bandcamp, the link is in the description uh, if i was on youtube i'd be doing that pointy thing and i'd be pointing down just to show you where to click as if you didn't know just head over to Bandcamp. Um, I'm going to probably put it up in the top left corner so it's there straight away. Uh, it's free. It's uh, I mean, yeah, I did it ages ago. So there's a lot of just sort of bits and pieces from Tommy's catalogue and some extra things here and there. And I hope you like it. Uh, it's a nice little intro to his stuff, but obviously he's done a lot of stuff since then. I mean, he's done 17 years worth of music since then. So, ew, I mean, yeah, it's a it's a starter. But um, anyway, I hope you like that and that's all I wanted to do just chip in that because I forgot and back to the podcast so yeah let's get into my chat with producer slash beat maker Tommy McMahon aka Controller 7 Tommy we did it yeah we did it hooray (laughs) it's so good to hear your voice man (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you too you can hear me okay yeah definitely that's coming through really crisp i was worried because i was trying to set it up and then it was 
my, my internet was just completely dinosaur, like so slow, but I think we're good. I think everybody in Margate is hammering Netflix at the moment. Uh, yeah. Yeah, my I, I'm downstairs, so it should be fine, but I may have some connection issues too. Okay, we'll play it by ear. Man, like, we've known each other for about 18 years and we haven't talked to each other once. <laughs> I know, it's amazing. <laughs> That's so crazy. I think the first time I heard your voice was um, when you started doing the podcast. Oh, really? Wow. That's mad. Because, um, yeah, I think, yeah, like, I think we'd been on the same audio platform like say diane trinity yeah like, i think she she might have interviewed us both for something or maybe different for different shows or something but yeah i guess maybe i had heard it before on something like that yeah oh it's changed a lot though tommy i've matured a lot in the years <laughs> i've come a long way i've got real broadcast professional tones these days it's not... i can tell i can hear it thanks man yeah i really know how to steer a show professionally don't worry man you're in, you're in safe hands <laughs> you worry one bit. Um, how are you doing today? Have you got a routine or like a sort of method of operations on any given day at the moment? Sort of. I just kind of same same routine I always follow. I basically just do what I'm supposed to do. So yeah. in, in regular days, that's like taking the kids to school and then going to work. Yeah. But now uh, my wife is really good about schedules. And so she's got a schedule for the kids to do school from home. And um, so I'm kind of just around asking what point in the schedule they're at. And then (laughs) I just try to like do some work from home or um, like sneak away and do some music thing for like 20 minutes or something. Yeah, I imagine with you, it's like it's such a guilty pleasure now because you've got how many? You got like two kids, right? I have two kids. Yeah, eight yeah. and ten year old. Whoa. Yeah, that's mad. Because yeah, and, and it's so weird because like I've known you all along, and I've known you, I've known you pre kids, pre wife, and it's it's like I feel like you're sort of other like long lost brother from England, and then uh-huh. like almost like a godfather to your kids, and I've never seen them or spoken to them. It's really weird. Yeah, I'm kind of, um, I mean, every every now and then they've popped up on my Instagram, but in general, yeah. since it's mostly like, just like a music page, like, I try not to put them on there just because yeah, yeah. I don't really want them on the internet. Um, it's so funny how some, some people are so candid with their family and some people are just sort of like, I don't know, I'm going to keep this to myself. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I think about like, does it come across as like I'm not like into them or <laughs> <laughs> which is not the case at all it's more just um, I'll say you're not not into them you do you you quite like I, your family I, I do I like them a lot yeah. okay, cool. <laughs> um, but you know it's like they're not making the choice to be posted on there so yeah, yeah. and and I don't know people there's a lot of strange people on the internet, so it's I don't true. need to put them on there. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's, I think that's very wise. I, I'd probably be the same. It's like I, I feel like I've sort of. It's weird. Like I've inherited a lot of um, private things from my dad. Like I've, I'd sort of like my dad was around a lot when I was younger, and then not so much. And I think in that time, like I'd inherited a lot of uh, really weird, sort of secretive, like private traits and so like now if i have a phone call outside like i'm really i just sort of if i'm about to give an address or a, like a phone number I'm, I, I look around and i'm like okay 
okay, it's this. It's yeah. This. And like, I don't want to repeat. <laughs> and then I don't want anyone to know any details of myself, even like, you know, like uh, addresses and stuff I'm throwing away or something. It's like, it's so weird, man. But I think, um, yeah. yeah, it's that, that privacy thing isn't a bad thing, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to sort of keep a, a bit of a, an edge to it so it doesn't I, I don't go all like full sort of Howard Hughes or anything <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah I know it's like a fine line between kind of paranoia and being responsible yeah, yeah exactly yeah well Tommy you're in San Francisco right yeah right I live in San Bruno which is like right outside of San, San Francisco how is the what's the general temperature out there I mean not not um not heat wise, but like what's the sort of social kind of what's the feel in America right now on Sunday, the 29th of March? It's kind of hard to say since uh, we've been doing a real good job with the social distancing. So well, that's true. Yeah. That's, that's actually a silly question to ask because I mean, it's it, so hard to get, get an idea of how everyone's doing if you haven't been near them. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I personally feel like it's kind of a, confusing time just in the sense of uh we really haven't been going out at all yeah um so you know you read the news and the the news is just like this hyper very scary version of things but then i tried to like uh balance things out and i looked up like how many cases there were in my county yeah yeah like in this general area and um yeah, it's just like a lot to take in. So I don't know. I'm sure everyone is kind of just worried about what the future is. It's kind of hard to, this is, since this is something like we've, no one's ever really, not ever in the history of the world, but I mean, people living, this is like yeah, yeah. pretty much a new, a new thing to go through. So yeah, yeah. And I've, I've seen uh, people talking about how it's like, oh, all the, all these post apocalyptic films are really, like prepared me for this and i'm like i, I don't know like that in in all those films it's like it's usually something to do with either zombies or there's some weird uh existential threat or something but i i think like i i just have such a lot of sort of faith in the weird surprising things that humans do like in this situation i'm actually really shocked at how lovely people have been it's, i mean in my i'm talking about in my area like yeah um I mean, there's been a lot of examples of like real local outreach, and I, I always knew it was a nice spot to to live in. Like, so I'm in Margate by the coast, um, like the sort of southeast coast of England, yeah. and um, it's a fairly small town, but it's um, I mean, there's a lot of sort of tradition here, and there's a lot of like sort of like the old ways are like grappling with the new ways in some situations and things like that. But um, yeah, I mean, it, there's been like such a nice sort of like a real like people are showing some real nice traits and offering some really nice services and like the other day like all around the country but like we heard it in the neighborhood like um at 8 p.m everyone came outside and like gave the uh national health service a clap so like we opened up the, the window looking out into the neighborhood and all you could hear was just this huge round of applause and like ah, and like oh yeah yeah nice. it's so nice. nice and it's just little things like that and it's like why aren't we doing this all the time or something it's, yeah yeah we so we, I saw something the other day about that. And so eight o'clock is generally like bedtime. So it lines up. We, we keep meaning to open the door and do it, but um, it, we've missed the past two days because it's usually bedtime. Mm. Uh, but yeah, we got to try that. 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's a nice thing, man. Yeah, I think that the thing that's kind of strange about all of it is um, it seems like the world's coming to an end, and but then at the same time, like it's so peaceful. Yeah, <laughs> like it. It's just like really quiet outside, and um, yeah. there have been days where the wet the weather is just like amazing, and so there's like this invisible threat kind of. Mm crippling the world but then when you when you walk outside like if you're in a safe space it's like a very confusing combination of two things yeah 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 it's exactly the same here it's like like we've been sort of trying to well uh, my girlfriend and i like we've been trying to get up at sort of six in the morning and then go for a little run in the morning and it's like right now we're at the sort of the is it the cusp or i don't know it's like the, the sort of the hinge of winter and spring and it's it's like the most luscious time of year and it's so beautiful and like we we catch a you know about half an hour in the morning and it's perfect and it's yeah and, it, and it's really hard to yeah get your head around the fact that you know things are slowly kind of grinding to a weird halt yeah and maybe over a precipice but it's yeah there's like dealing with that in your head that real sort of like it's two complete extremes it's really confusing and i'm I'm also like wondering it, how all of our sleep is as well as a as a world because I, I feel like we're all in the same place right now and it's internet or life or like sort of home life and then sleep uh-huh. so I, I wonder what's happening in our subconsciouses and oh uh, yeah that's interesting yeah because I, I feel like my yeah, like my girlfriend and I are having really weird dreams at the moment. It's like we're not doing much in the day, so it's like our subconscious is sort of. I think they're really just sort of like right. Let's go for a little run and sort of see what we can come up with. And like I'm, I'm sort of apparently I'm like talking in my sleep and stuff like that. And like my, you know, my girlfriend's falling asleep like four in the morning, and it's yeah, it's really bizarre. But huh. yeah, I'm just wondering if we're alone. Yeah, there's some some interesting kind of interesting like side effects of all this like the uh environmental changes that are happening um yeah so it's yeah it's be, it'll be interesting to see what comes out of this and if there are things like yeah people are like their sleep patterns are changing and they're having different dreams because like you said their minds are not occupied in the same way yeah, yeah. during the day yeah it's kind of fascinating like yeah, yeah. the side effects of everyone staying inside yeah and and it's all like i feel like i'm really in touch with well set somewhat in touch with american politics because i could follow a lot of american people on twitter and like I'm, I'm getting a really sort of efficient overview of america at the moment and i feel like i'm like, i don't really watch the news over here so i'm if, if anything i'm more in touch with what's happening with you than what's happening with me here <laughs> it's bizarre yeah like i'm seeing every single trump update i'm i'm getting like live and direct it's so weird you're probably more informed than me i i think it's kind of <laughs> it's too harsh of a reality to pay attention to yeah it's kind of a shit show i wouldn't worry about it <laughs> i mean you know w- worry about it but like yeah don't pay that much attention i'll just i'll give you little bullet points at the end of the day and then i'll brief you on what's happening in the, in your nation <laughs> okay yeah. Um, Tommy, do you listen to podcasts? I do, yeah. What do you listen to? Ironically, I have not been listening to much lately because it's usually a, a car activity for me. Yeah. Um, so, And I haven't been driving around. So if I, when I'm at home and the kids are awake, I can't really do it then. And then yeah. 
when everyone goes to sleep, that's kind of my time to work on music. So mm. unfortunately, I haven't really been listening to, I feel like other people are probably binging on them. And I actually have kind of stopped just because it's not, I don't really have like the alone time anymore. No, no, no. You're, you're completely um, not alone. I'm, I'm exactly the same. Like, I used to listen to hours and hours of them and it just feels weird now. <laughs> it's like there's two of us like pottering around this little flat and it's, um, it just feels weird to sort of be in my own zone with it. So it's like, yeah, like, don't, don't, don't talk to me. I'm listening to this episode of the podcast. It's like, it just feels weirdly antisocial in a time when we sort of have to, be on the same page as each other yeah yeah i'm I'm not getting as much listening done for sure uh yeah when i when i was listening to them more frequently um usually so my drive is like 15 to 30 minutes long so it usually works best when they're ones that are either short or things that it doesn't make that big of a deal if they get broken up Yeah, yeah yeah um so uh i don't know i jump around from things i uh, i was listening to like a bunch of true crime kind of things for a while ah, you're going um, in the true crime wave that that weirdly missed me <laughs> i remember when serial came out and i missed the first season and i felt so out of the zeitgeist and then i just kind of didn't pick up on any of them after that like, yeah i just didn't didn't catch up on any of them at all feel really out of the loop yeah it was kind of like wearing on me a little bit and i just <laughs> didn't want to be in that zone anymore so then i would try to listen to more music ones and uh, it's really hard to find something that matches like your exact taste (laughs) almost like but some of the ones i listen to regularly i listen to the dad bod rap pod one yeah you put Uh, me onto that man i'm so i'm so happy you did because it's it's so great like i really i've really latched onto their personalities now and it's like oh i found some found some nerds who do rap podcast about an era that i love and and new stuff as well it's so great that i don't feel out of touch anymore yeah i think that's one of the cool things is that they're like in previous to listening to that i i had a harder time like figuring out what new music i wanted to listen to and yeah, yeah. So they've tipped me off to some things that I've ended up really liking. Um, and I, the same thing that you said, I feel like I've listened to enough of them that their personalities are like, I feel like I know them in a, in a sense. So yeah, yeah. it's not so much like listening to a show. It's just kind of like checking in on these people talking like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. um, well, almost like friends dropped an episode and you're listening to it. Um, yeah, yeah I like that. I like that one. I like Heat Rocks, which is the yes. O-Dub podcast. Um, and Morgan Rhodes, who has the best voice in, I think, any podcast. Like Her voice is absolutely gorgeous. It is amazing, yeah. Oh, and those intros that she does, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I like that one because it... It's generally positive. Yeah, yeah. Like they're they're not they're not doing like they're not really like sarcastic about anything they're talking about. Yeah, it's all yeah. it's really it's quite sincere, isn't it? I mean, it's not not earnest, but yeah, yeah. It's done from like a good place. So like, if they're gonna talk about an album, they're gonna talk about it. So like, if you like it, then you'll probably enjoy listening to them talk about that album. You're not gonna like walk away feeling like. Mm. Oh, they just cut into my favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, uh, which I think is like kind of a, a common 
podcast thing is to just be casual and say whatever you think yeah, yeah. which is actually what's kind of hard hard for me about some of the music podcasts is like sometimes i don't necessarily want other people's opinions on music in my own head yeah no i understand i guess like recently so those are like the two main ones because they're so easy to just listen to little bits of them yeah um but since i'd been working on more music lately i've been doing like the car check on a lot of music just to see how it sound so would you call it the car the car check the car check yeah so you like when you're working on something and you mix oh oh well when you're mixing it and you yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you play it in the car make sure it sounds good in the car and you try to listen yeah. to it on as many different different things to make sure because sometimes something sounds awesome on one thing and then you play it in the car and it's like <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh this is terrible <laughs> i never do that the thing is about me is that i don't drive quite embarrassingly i've reached 40 years and i don't drive a car and it, i don't even do car checks on my stuff i feel like you're very diligent in like i mean this is why your music sounds so sort of clear and crisp i think because you i think you put quite a lot of effort into the final stages and with me like i feel like i sort of have a bit of a race to the finish i'm like all right i've done 12 tracks i, d- I just want to get this thing out i can't be bothered <laughs> just sort of, you know i got a bit of time into it but i don't sort of i don't go through all the sort of a being systems and like yeah getting it sort of you know like listening to it in different environments and all this kind of stuff i, I really should it's hard that's like definitely the worst part of making music <laughs> is it's fun to make it. It's fun to get kind of like close to finished. And then once you start doing those like fine details and for me, all all it does is um, create like enormous doubt. (laughs) And so like you, you hear something and you're happy with it and then you change your mind into the mode where you're trying to analyze, like, does this sound the best that it can? Hmm. And you're no longer listening to, you're not really listening to like the composition or the music itself. It's like just the um, fidelity of it. And then I go into this kind of like real like doubt and then start feeling awful about it. It's just a (laughs) terrible part of the process. Yeah, it's crippling, isn't it? My least favorite part of the process. The funny thing about doing all that is, when you when you're done you decide you're done and then there's something like magical about burning a cd or hearing it on spotify or whatever because you're no longer there's no options anymore it just is what it is yeah that's so true yeah if i'm looking at a screen with like all the tracks separated and i could like turn something up a decibel i could put like an effect on something it like never feels finished but then put it on a cd and all of a sudden it's like oh this is like a real song now it's it's almost like i, I had this experience when i like i did a, a ceramics course here in margate and um like it, it's re- i found it really similar to what you just said like you you have this pile of clay and then you can come up with this amazing well not in my case but you can have like a, a, a competent <laughs> shape that resembles a cup and um at that point you can do anything to it so you really you have to be really sort of like okay it's done and then just let it go let it be fired but 
<laughs> then you, I don't know if you've done ceramics before, but like what happens is you, you get it, uh, it's called biscuit fired or bisque fired or something. So that's the stage at which you glaze it. And then, so you get this little sort of uh-huh. hard, hard thing back and then you glaze it. So at that point, you can also do anything you want. So you've got two stages that you can do absolutely anything. Like you, you can make whatever you want, get it fired, uh-huh. bring it back. You can glaze it how you want. You can paint it. You can do all these different effects on it. And then you have to get it in to, to sort of bring it back to a musical analogy like mastered. So the mastering is the final firing of it. Yeah. And at that point, that's when it's done. And yeah, it, that thing that you just mentioned is exactly the feeling I had when I had something fired. It's sort of like, ah, oh, I can't, I can't do any more sort of weird fiddling with little tiny details on it or anything. And it's, it's just finished and it's completely like set. And this thing's going to last forever now. <laughs> and yeah. so, yeah, it's, it's such a similar <laughs> feeling. It, it's really good to, yeah, like to have it all kind of tightened up and, you, you sort of can't keep just messing with the yeah the minute levels and oh I could throw a little echo on here it's like no 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 just yeah it's fine it's done <laughs> it it's almost like it, um, at that point you can transition into the listener or the the person looking at the the thing that was made as opposed to being the creator like there once you still have the power to change it. Yeah. You can't like truly listen to it the way someone else will. Yeah, yeah, um, that's true. And that yeah, once 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 it's final, it's just it is what it is. And yeah, yeah. I think you're you're able to kind of like sit back and then listen to it in a different way. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so it looks like we're about halfway through the podcast at this point. So I'm going to just put a little pause in the middle here as occasionally we have to put some adverts in there and um, I want to just sort of leave a nice little space for that to happen. So here is that and we will return to the podcast directly after. See you soon. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
And okay, well, this brings us perfectly onto Couch, which is your newest jammy heating up the airwaves. So, how, like, <laughs> where do I want to start with this? Like, I was going to sort of ask you loads of questions at once, but then it's going to get confusing and you won't remember all the stuff I've asked you. But like, where, like, did it start with just a sort of a collection of sketches? And did you have, it's, um, so Mestizo is the MC on, on the whole project. So it's basically a collaboration, but like, did it start as a collaboration or did you sort of just have a bunch of beats and you're like, huh, this could be a, this could be a thing. Like what, what was your starting point for it? So the, the starting point, yeah, I didn't have any, I think maybe I had like one, one of the beats was done. I had just made it randomly, but I had sent him a message on Instagram and just asked if he wanted to do a song. Oh, cool. Uh, so that was kind of the start of it. And that all kind of came out of, um, he had done another record with Mediogre and I, I had talked to Mediogre and it's weird. At, so Tommy, just to interrupt your pronunciation of meaty ogre i've just realized that it's a it's like a sort of pun isn't it so it's like mediocre mediocre yep Yep. i never realized that until you just said it i think so i've never asked him specifically but i'm assuming that's what it is like mediocre yeah not not that he is mediocre but it's a yeah it's a it's a play on words i never really appreciated before wow yeah (laughs) not 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 mediocre at all he's awesome yeah oh, no um, he's amazing yeah yeah yeah. So, sorry i had to chime in on that sorry <laughs> yeah no problem um they're both dads and they live in separate areas and they did a record and i was just asking mediocre about it and he said they did it in two days they just basically didn't wow. have time and they just did it real quick oh, I and I was at this point where I was watching on YouTube. There's all these deconstructed videos. It's set by Genius, the like rap genius site. Oh yeah, and yeah, they yeah. have these producers talk about how they made like like kind of like huge rap hits. And I was just watching like all of these videos, and I was kind of at a point where I wasn't really making music. I didn't know if anyone cared anymore. I didn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't really like. I didn't know what to do anymore. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to like when you think about it. Sometimes it's really hard to sort of. It's like from the outside, um, somebody could like I could have told you like, nah, tell me like th- this is how you look from the outside. But when you're stuck in that head of yours, like you know, I have the same. Like it's it's really hard to imagine how you are seen and sort of perceived. Does, does that make sense? It's like you don't know where to put yourself. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I, and that's kind of since the album came out, like it's been kind of like a, a trip for me because people will say things to me, like these compliments, and um, and it's kind of like there was like a long time period where I didn't think I didn't hear anything like that, and um, <laughs> yeah. had had no concept that anyone was. It's kind of sad because nowadays you can gauge like how much people care by maybe like your instagram account or yeah, yeah, yeah. interaction and stuff yeah yeah things like that and i mean maybe it's not a true gauge of like how people like you may be further back in their mind in a like completely different context and like in a special way that doesn't even connect to instagram for them mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
But going back to the, um, so I was kind of in this space where I didn't know what to do anymore. I like, I've always done sample based music and the way that kind of music has changed over the years was like hard for me to change with. I mean, it, it used to be the equipment was very restrictive and you just sampled things and you didn't have a whole lot of time to do it. Um, so like the restrictions were pretty tight and they made the music specific in that very specific way. Like it was just sample like breaks and like a loop. Mm. Uh, then it started getting a little bit more complicated. People were making like bigger compositions. And, but then when it really started getting into that blurry mix of like samples and live instruments or yeah, yeah. like virtual instruments, it got to this space where like people were really good at it and I didn't feel like I could do it. And I didn't really feel like I had the time or mental energy to kind of <laughs> get to that space. No, no, I, I absolutely, under, I can, I can relate so much to that. It's so funny. It's like, uh, uh, there are times when I sort of, I hear what's out there and then I sort of have a look at what people are doing. And I'm like, I don't do any of that. And I, I don't do even a fraction of this. Like you see, see these setups people have in their, in their studios. And it's like, oh my God, like, what is that even for? Like, what's that thing you got there? And it, it can be very intimidating. Like if, if you're just seeing all these examples of like, huge professional studios and hearing all of these like incredibly like intricate or just gorgeous sounding end products it can be pretty sort of it can just sort of scare you away a bit i guess yeah definitely i mean and in that sense like i kind of feel a little guilty but i don't i probably don't listen to people who are my peers or like in in a similar category mm. I just don't really listen to it too much because all it does is like confuse me and kind of discourage me. I mean, some, sometimes something will like register in a way like, Oh, I love this. I really like what they're doing. Sometimes it's more like exactly like what you said. Like it's a, a video of them with all this equipment <laughs> playing some amazing thing. Yeah. And it, you just kind of walk away like, well, I can never do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's the point in even trying? <laughs> yeah. But so for me, it's kind of, it's better to like distance a little bit. And then I, for me, I think it's just, just do the thing that you do. Mm. And like, maybe, tr maybe try it in a different way, but like do the thing that you do and don't necessarily try to jump on a completely different thing because maybe i mean maybe it'll work maybe it won't i think yeah, like yeah. it's funny hearing you say that you felt that way because i mean when i hear your music it's hard for me to understand even how you do it or how you put all <laughs> that all that detail into it it's like wow mind mind-boggling to me like the level of detail that like when you did those the one minute the, oh the daily the things, one minute yeah. The day that for yeah, the yeah. entire year is <laughs> just, and it's not like they were just like, here's like a one bar drum programming <laughs> thing with some little loop. It was like a minute of full changes. And it, like, it was hard, man. Like it wasn't easy. It was like, um, the, the thing is with me is that 
I can't leave anything untouched. So like if I've got, like if I'm just sort of sketching out a beat or something, if I've got like four bars of drums, it's like, I, I can't leave it. I'd have to like, I've got, to, I've got to edit something. I've got to like double up the kick drum or something. And that's what happened with those minute long things. It was like, uh, I'd start off with a basic idea, sketch it out and then just go back in on it again. And it's like, ah, oh, shift that along there. Copy that, copy that. Oh, I can do a little thing on that. Do it again again and again and then you know inevitably i'd just go nuts and then all right stop and then bounce it down and then there's an this is the ceramics thing all over again man it's like then i'm at another stage where when i've got the final file i can then start fiddling around with that and it was um i mean this is why towards the end of it i was getting really sort of it's like I was talking about the race to the end thing. I was like, I got to October and I was like, I, I don't think this is sustainable. <laughs> this is really hard work. And then, and then I got, yeah. kind of got excited again with it because um, I looked back and then it's like, oh, so I've got about like four hours so far. And it's, yeah, it's, it's just weird seeing this incremental, ah, it, thanks man. I mean, it's just, it's just nice to sort of have a look, a little incremental pile up of work. And, um, you know, and I didn't really do it with anyone in mind like i mean it was it's nice if you get some likes and stuff like that but there was a point when it really dipped and i was i wasn't really getting any likes but it's just like well this yeah this proves to me of like that the reason i did it because i i'm not going to stop because i'm not getting likes like i've i have to see this through and and i did and then it was just sort of yeah and then i sort of didn't make anything for ages after it's like it it took a lot out of me i think yeah Yeah, i can imagine i mean it's kind of funny i'm like the complete opposite where you were saying that if something's there you gotta like keep messing around with it (laughs) i i feel like i get lazy like i come up with the the general thing and then it's hard for me to do all the extra stuff (laughs) um but I mean, that's, I guess, what's so interesting about music is how different everything can be and yeah, uh, sure. how people respond to it. And that's like with, with your stuff, I feel like you're, you're able, like when I listen to your music, I feel like I, I am more able to get into the zone of just sort of listening to it as a, like, like the, the theory of just sort of a, a loop of music. It, it's not boring. It, it, it puts you in a sort of a certain zone and, I remember hearing that there was this really old podcast about like drum machines and stuff and um, the effects that a loop of, or just like a drum machine has on your, your listening. So if you're listening to like an eighties pop song, which is just like, and then if the, the rhythm doesn't change throughout the whole song, your ear just phases that out. Uh So any new thing that you add to it, your ears like, Oh cool. This is something different. Uh And then so like any, you, you just sort of, stop noticing the drums because it's like when you eat chewing gum and then the flavor goes but it hasn't really it's just your brain's kind of like eh like don't don't really need to sort of tell you what this flavor is anymore do i so yeah yeah it's a similar thing but like you know for instance on some of your bully record stuff like that's really lush like almost like the feeling i get when i listen to sort of detroit techno where it's sort of it, it puts you in a real zone like it's not just hypnotic it's really musically hypnotic but really clean as well so um yeah man that's that's what that's what i really love about it because it's you you don't get caught up in all the weird edits that i probably would and i really i find that so refreshing (laughs) so it's it's good man thank you yeah i i think um i'm pretty sure it was michelle gondry who said it like 
he was describing like how he made music videos and things and um it's basically saying like it's a magic trick the whole time where it's like sleight of hand like you're basically mm. getting someone to say like hey look over here and then you do the like crappy little move <laughs> that they where they can't see it yeah, yeah and to me that is like not to to cheapen it but like that's kind of how music is is like you sometimes think, especially with samples, sometimes transitions or little things you're trying to do are real complicated because the what you're working with doesn't want to do it. Mm. Um, mm. But you can do the little magic trick, the little sleight of hand that says like, "Hey, look over here," <laughs> and like that. while that ha- while that happens, your brain exactly like what you said, like something comes in and you're kind of your brain says hey something new yeah and it does something so so yeah in some ways i think like i don't do like a ton of changes but i also either keep things really short or i try to do those little change-ups where it's moving the whole time because i do not like the whole like here's this section here's the second section it went back to the first section we're going to go back to me. Like if you're not giving the person something new yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole time, I'm not, I'm not saying like nothing ever repeats in my music. I mean, it definitely does, but you know, if you're not really offering anything new, then it feels like cheating almost to just yeah, yeah. bounce right, bounce right back to the same thing again. But that That's, that's what makes me, do the constant editing thing though so i think you you probably have a similar affliction (laughs) like i do where you sort of can't leave it alone but you have it in more of a sort of it's stretched over a whole track which is probably how it should really be so like you're you're doing these little edits and you're not letting it sit just repeating repeating but you know you're coming to the end of a track and it's like all right we need to pepper this up a bit like it's gone on a journey so you have to sort of introduce a new element to it or something yeah and i i think for me um yeah so on, on left-handed straw which i think most people know me for um it was like a lot of little sketches and so that's kind of the hard thing for me is is making one thing that is um and i kind of did the same thing on couch it's like I I never feel like one track is like my strong point. It's always about like the whole thing. Yeah. So, so for me, I'd rather make an entire project, not just, I mean, I, I'd be okay making one song, but I don't think I get my point across in one song. (laughs) For me, it's about the whole feel of everything. And, and sometimes that's like, those little the little magic tricks I was talking about before, yeah, like yeah. within the one song, but then sometimes it's also in the way this one song goes into the next one and the little sort of environmental mood piece type of thing, background stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like one song ends and then you start like feeling this one thing because of whatever sounds. And so I'm definitely more about like the whole thing than the individual thing so i think i don't i don't know if people say this kind of stuff anymore but like 
when Left Handed Straw was first on Amazon, like in the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. There were some, some reviews that said it like wasn't finished and the songs are too short. But oh, God. <laughs> in, in, in so annoying to hear. <laughs> I mean, I think that in this is just my take on it, but if they were longer, people wouldn't like it as much. So, like, I give you as much as you need. And it moves on to something else. If you yeah. like it, you can skip back. Train killer in and out. Bam. Done. Go yeah. yeah. And if if I if I made it longer, it probably would be less interesting. And so as soon as I get bored, it ends. <laughs> <laughs> that's my general. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, that's 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 kind of how I work, I think, as well. It's it's good to hear you say that. Um I was also gonna ask you like what because I think back then the the idea of a beat tape, like to me, it had a different connotation. But I feel like now it's sort of like the common like parlance for a certain project. Is like you can almost hear it before you even have like skimmed over somebody's tracks in a beat tape. But what what like to you? What's the difference between a beat tape and a and an album or like a sort of instrumental project? Like do you, do you sort of do you have any thoughts on beat tapes? Uh I don't know if I've listened to enough new ones to like know what people are doing. I know I've stumbled upon some on YouTube, like the um, the ones where they've got like anime and it's all the real mellow, yeah, study sleepy jazz type stuff. Yeah, and they've got like yeah. a million views, and those are those types of things that make me want to quit because I'm just like. <laughs> It's like yep. wow, like not not in a bad way, but it's just like whoa, whoa these people tapped into something, mm. and I don't even know, I don't even understand what's going on here. Like it's so weird, man. Like I, I discovered that once, um, like the same thing as you. Like I discovered this YouTube channel, which was like uh, it was something like Sleepy Cow or something, something weird like that. And it just had this loop of like an anime clip of somebody studying, and it it, it took me a long time. It was like. At first, I hated it, and I don't know why, but it really irked me. And then eventually, is like after a couple of times, like I kept going back and teasing myself, and then I kind of started to enjoy it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, something about this is really cozy and warm and comfortable. And I think it was is probably like what might have frustrated you with it was probably the same thing that annoyed me at the start with it. it was just like, how, how has this got so many listens? It's so fucking basic, but it. Well, I feel like it just works, and there's something about that sound that's really caught on, and I kind of don't hate it. Like it, it's quite quite nice. It's pleasant, I say. Yeah, I mean, I think my reaction wasn't even that I didn't like it. It was more of the I don't really have any business making music anymore because, like this, <laughs> like people, there are people I've never heard of. I've never encountered this person's name in any conversation on the internet anything no no me too yeah and this person has a million views on this thing and like they've tapped into something and like i'm over here trying stuff and whatever name recognition i have you know i do not have a million views on (laughs) youtube and it's hard to like figure out like all right well like what are people looking for and so yeah i mean those not so much from a not uninterested standpoint is more just like confusing in terms of like well like what what should i be making yeah yeah uh, 
But the, your point about listening to something over and over, I mean, I think I could probably like any piece of music if I listened to it enough. There's just something about repetition and hearing something. And like, it's hard not to appreciate even like an element of something. Mm. I mean, I yeah. guess some, some, I guess some things are awful, just generally awful. <laughs> but um, I mean, I guess that's kind of like how pop radio like commercial radio is it's just you play it so many times that people start to love it whether they want to or not yeah it's true um, i mean i had that with the uh i mean you 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 definitely know this but like you know that shape of you uh ed sheeran you know that track boom 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 uh-huh. boom, 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 boom. that uh, like uh, at first i was like Ooh, oh god this song but Weirdly, like, because I was for a, a little while, I was like traveling between the UK and Laos for, for like because uh, my girlfriend was out there for a long time, and um, you'd hear that in, in like all the Bangkok cabs that would come on, you'd have all this sort of Thai chitter chatter, and um, then you'd have Ed Sheeran come on, and it was like, oh, this song, but then in that context, it was like, oh, I understand this, like, yeah, I don't understand anything that's been said before this, but this is this is. I don't actually mind this anymore, so I kind of don't mind that song anymore. But yeah, the re- repetition is, is strong. Yeah, I, and I—I I mean, I can I can listen to songs like because I guess I make a very particular type of music, but I would love to make all kinds of music, and mm-hmm. I could listen to a song like that. And I mean, you have to appreciate it, even just on the level of like it's mixed well there's no bad notes in it like yeah yes like everything is in its right place and it to me like if something resonates with lots of people there's something right with it yeah uh, yeah yeah. and so i could hear i could hear that in any song um i'm not like a music snob at all i think having kids like i probably listen to the the radio more than i would on my own Mm, just because it's it's kind of safer you know like nothing well nowadays it's a little different but there's not going to be like cursing at least um Mm, but yeah i there are some pop songs that like i'm probably more jealous of the pop songs than what people would think i would be into (laughs) like you know like the the big underground rap release or whatever like I'd probably rather be making like some huge pop hit just because <laughs> there's something amazing about making a piece of art that means something to like millions of people. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't, it's just undeniable, isn't it? You can't, you, could, you just can't front on that at all. Like, what did that tap into mm. that resonates with so many people? And, so yeah, it's kind of fascinating to me in that way. Yeah. So I think I could I could probably like any song. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we well, you, you messed around with some pop stuff before, like you did that little mini mix, the pop mini mix thing. It's like you kind of dabbled. Yeah, I mean that was more just like uh, that was like kind of a, a strange time period where I think I wasn't making music as much, but I was more into like DJing and mixing not so much DJing like out in a club or anything but mashups and things yeah the idea of like putting blends together and things like that yeah I'm gonna come back in in a sec and uh, 
do the part two intro. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a lot changed. Um, this is basically me chopping up an entire conversation into two pieces. So that's that. This was part one. Up next is part two. Uh, I hope to see you around for that. It's going to be fairly similar stuff. Uh, probably a bit more in depth with the music. Be cool to see you around for it. You are most welcome to join again. I'd love to see you there. So yeah, hopefully catch you in part two. All right, peace. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 